Sport on on SAFM. Let's talk rugby now. Mark Greenway joins us on the line again, senior rugby writer for Independent Media. I remember we spoke to him last week. Mike, good evening, and thanks for giving giving us some of your time again on SAFM. Good evening. How's it? Fine, thanks, Mike. The last time we spoke to you, you were suggesting that the Toby moved to the Western Cape because Gauteng was a hot spot, and we're seeing all these cases now. What do you make of how COVID has rocked this tour, or has affected this tour so far? Well, why didn't they listen to me? Hey? <laughs> you even put it in the paper. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's, it's, it really was crazy. I mean, these guys came from the UK straight into one of the COVID epicenters of the entire world. Um, and they, the British Lions, had actually asked SRB, can we not just go straight to jo- uh, to Cape Town? We land in Joburg and connect straight to Cape Town and let's, let's, avoid, uh, let's avoid Joburg. Um, but obviously that didn't work out. And so they've been here, what, 10 days, something like that. It was just a question of time before someone got tested positive. I mean, the Springboks have got, they had three. The first uh, time they got together on the Sunday, a week later, the, they've had 10. Um, the Georgian rugby team, there were five cases. Now the Lions have got three cases. So it was inevitable. So to me, it's, it just didn't make sense. It still doesn't make sense. Yeah. Um, and I mean, last night we had the crazy situation. I mean, they call this uh, um, the tour like no other. That's the, the nickname the British press have given uh, this Lions tour. Yeah. We had this crazy situation where the, the Lions players were in their change room it was an hour before kickoff. They still didn't know whether they were going to play. They were waiting for last-minute results to come through from tests. Um, and fortunately, they, they they were cleared. And then an hour later, they were playing. But that's how it's on a, how much of a knife edge it's all on. That it's coming down to an hour before kickoff. They don't know if they're going to play because they they don't know if they're going to be clear. Mm. But um, yeah, it's, somehow this tour has hung in. That's that's the amazing thing that it, a that it it actually happened mm. um, that they they actually made it to South African soil um, and now it just seems to be fighting tooth and nail for survival this tour so it's um, I don't know I think the feeling now amongst the Lions amongst everyone involved the South African Rugby Union is you know let's let's just see this thing through somehow let's just make it work and um, do, you, do you agree with that with that feeling? <clears throat> Yeah, I, I guess so. As, you know, as, as long as as long as lives aren't in danger, and I mean these guys are super fit. I don't think they've, you know, they don't have comorbidities, or I don't think any of them are going to get seriously. Or also, they're all being vaccinated. So, mm. I think from that point of view, there's, you know, they're reasonably safe health-wise. And um, they're going, if anything, they'll they'll get very minor symptoms. Um, most of them will just be asymptomatic. Um, I, I do. I think they've gone. That they, I mean, like that they should go ahead with it. They should, they've gone to so many lengths to make it happen. They've gone got so far. Um, they, they might as well just see it through now. Just just somehow make it happen. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what they're going to do because they're going to shift it now um, to Cape Town. And they were supposed to come back to Joburg for two test matches, but I don't think there's any chance of that once the. The Lions get out of Joburg, there's no chance of getting them back. And on the field, Mike, the Lions have been quietly going about their business. No, actually, I think they've been making a loud statement by putting 50 <laughs> past the Lions, 50 past the Sharks. Did you see these scores coming? I did. 
I was amazed that people didn't see it coming. I mean, these guys are really good. Um, they are the the best of, of England, Ireland, Scotland, uh, Wales. Those those countries are all in the top six in, in world rugby. I mean, so the top ten, top tier uh, rugby countries, and it's the best players. I mean, they are seriously good players. So um, the, the British Lions, if you think about it, should be really difficult to beat because the, the, the quality of players that they can select is is amazing. I mean, their last tour they, uh, was four years ago to New Zealand, um, and the All Blacks couldn't beat them. They, the series was, was drawn there, and that's in New Zealand. And the, the tour before that, they went to Australia, and they, they beat the Wallabies. They won that series. So um, people who underestimated uh, these Lions, um, I'm not sure why. <laughs> They're really good. Yeah, and, and obviously, I guess the gap between an international team and a provincial um, outfit is huge. And this, yeah. the, the Lions and the Sharks will say we don't have all of our players also. Yeah. But should the gap be this huge or should we be concerned just as South Africans, just about our teams and yeah, how they are performing? Yeah, we should be concerned. And I, I, I'm sure all the coaches, well, they are talking about it and what they've got to do to get us up to scratch. I think we got really hurt by that, that very bad lockdown. Well, when we were locked out of all sport, um, you know, the UK teams, uh, the European teams, the Aussies, the Kiwis, they all um, pretty much carried on. They, they just didn't play uh, in front of, of crowds. They managed to keep their competitions going, and we had absolutely no rugby for seven months, um, and that hurt us. And, uh, you know, we've just been playing amongst ourselves, and we've, we've stagnated. We, we're, not, we're not where we were. Um, going into that World Cup in 2019, we, we definitely have fallen behind. And I think you can see in those games of the British Lions, they play at a, a much quicker tempo than, than what we used to. Um, our guys just can't seem to last the pace. And that's the, that's the big difference between um, uh, the Northern Hemisphere rugby at the moment and South African rugby. Is, um, we've just fallen off the pace of it almost literally. We're just not not up to that tempo, and that's why you you, you see in the in the last 20 minutes of, of these games, the Lions just seem to open the floodgates and run in tries because that's when our guys just have the will, but they just haven't got the puff anymore to to keep up. And are these warning signs then for the box ahead of the series against the Lions? Because even there, I mean, like you said, a lot of pundits have predicted the box to win this series. Yeah. Look, it's a little different um, with, with the box in that quite a few of our players in the spring box have actually come from the Northern Hemisphere. About a dozen of the guys in the in the, the 40-man squad have been playing in those uh, European competitions. And they will probably, all of those guys will be in the, the, the match 23. Um, so they, they've, um, fortunately, we, a lot of our, our good players weren't in our our domestic lockdown. They were in those European competitions playing, so they are up to scratch and they are used to that that high tempo rugby that I was talking about. So that is a help. That is a big help. And um, you know, obviously the the quality of players in that that forty man Springbok squad compared to you know, kind of I don't want to be too disparaging, but the the, the guys who are playing in our Curry Cup teams now, kind of just about the leftovers. 
sounds a bit rough, but do you know what I mean? We yeah. we left with up and coming players now, youngsters trying, still trying to make their way in rugby. Um, so the well, some of, of our players are overseas. Like most, uh, most of them are overseas. Well, no, they're back. They're, they're, that, that's, that's that's what I'm saying. Is, is in the Springbok squad we've got, you know, guys like like uh, Faf de Clark, yeah. like Damien de Allender, Eben Etzebeth. Um, all those guys were playing in France and in England, and 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 they're now back. So so that's that's a big help for us is that we've got players who who have been playing overseas. Yeah, I, I was so, saying when it comes to the provincial teams, I mean, we left with what we have in South Africa because most of yeah, the South African rugby players play overseas. And I, I looked at some of the scores when the Lions were here in 2009, Mark. I don't know what we can yeah. read into this. They played a Royal 15. They beat them 37-25. They played okay. the Golden Lions. Okay, they hammered them 74-10. But there was only two-point difference between them and the Free State Cheetahs, 26-24. Yeah, um, there was also just three points between them and Western Province, 26-23. What does that say? There was only 12 points between them and the Southern Kings back in 2009. Can we read anything into that? Does it say anything about just the standard of provincial rugby at the moment? Yeah, it does. It, it, what it, what it, it tells me is that we've got more and more and more players going overseas, um, uh, sort of bleeding out our provincial teams terribly. Um, we every every year more players go is what I'm saying. So in 2009, mm. it was, that was 12 years ago. Um, we we probably had more senior players in the country. There's something like 650 South Africans earning a living in uh, Europe and and Japan. Those are the the major areas where our guys go to to make money, and that's a massive amount. So in 2009, it was probably half of that. So we mm. we see we get our provincial teams are getting weaker and weaker, which which is a concern. Of course it is. Yeah. And then who starts as favourites in the in in the Test series now between the Box and the British and Irish Lions? Look, um, <laughs> when it when it comes to predicting, the the wisest men in the world are, are, are the sports betting uh, agencies <laughs> and the bookmakers. Yeah, <laughs> they're never wrong. The bookies are seldom wrong because there's money at stake. Yes. Every single uh, sports betting agency in the world has got the Lions as marginal favourites, not massive favourites, but um, as as marginal favourites. And the the series score line is is predicted to be two one. Okay. In other words, a very close series. But most people are saying that the Lions possibly will take it. But there's not a lot in it. Eh? It's not no. It's not a it's not a runaway uh, tip that the Lions will win. It's it's um, it's predicted to be very close. Okay, Mike. Thank you very much for speaking to us again on SAFM. And great work. We love reading your stuff in the paper. Awesome. Thanks for having me. Thanks, Mike Greenaway. There, um, those who know him closely, they call him Gringo. Writes for Independent Media. You can check out his stuff in the Star every morning here in South Africa. I mean, in Joe. <laughs> Jobek, where else does the star come out? Okay, I'm only talking because I'm in Jobek. That's that's what I see the star, and that's where I see his stories along with the likes of Ashfaq Muhammad there, uh, where we're on a low doing some great work there, and Mitsali also with the football. We're going to talk athletics now.